It's season six on fashion life stories. This is Susanna. I was born in Greece, uh, in Macedon, Greece, and raised in New York City. I went to FIT. I studied fashion. I worked in fashion in Versace, Bergdorf Goodman, my own collection, Susanna Galani's jewelry. Now I'm doing art, podcasting style, influence, etc, etc. I'm very passionate about fashion and sharing with you stories. Stories of love, fashion inspiration, how to be cool and chic and have a beautiful life. I hope you enjoy my podcasts. beautiful darlings it's Susanna it is uh, Tuesday the 7th of March Uh, I have been working on uh, my art recently and I have been exploding with artistic expression between my social media content uh, which I love to do reels on Instagram check me out Susanna Galanis between um, the two podcasts that I have done recently on uh, a beloved, beautiful American designer, um, Lily Pulitzer, between my art, between my um, reconnecting with uh, my jewelry and try to, trying to promote uh, some of my vintage pieces, I would call them vintage because I started in 2005. Actually, I started before. I started in the early 2000, maybe around a little bit after 2001 because I was so depressed over what happened in New York after September 11th and I wanted uh, the art and the creativity uh, to really soothe me. At that time I was working at Bergdorf's, I was in between jobs, Um, I had left uh, my beloved Versace after eight years, uh, Versace, um, the the flagship store on Fifth Avenue and all the designer world and uh, the excitement that went with the label, the highs and the lows, the lows including the death of uh, the beloved designer. And um, I was uh, in a transitional place when um, at the year 2000, I left my job out of the blue because I couldn't bear it any longer at Versace. It was too painful for me to be there after the tragic loss of Gianni Versace. Anyway, I don't want to start this uh, podcast (laughs) speaking about tragic events. It was a highlight of my life working there and it was a delight and um, (laughs) I was so excited and so highly vibrating those days and I would say it was a real highlight. I had several highlights in my life, luckily, but uh, that was a major one. Major that uh, I was in disbelief. Right now I'm looking back and I'm like, how did I end up being there and uh, experiencing this uh, uh, fashion experience and uh, participating in this uh, fashion exciting fashionably speaking period and uh, highlight uh, not only in my life but in uh, overall uh, the fashion world <laughs> of the um, 90s and I was there I was there it was my first job but I got it 
for some reason it was the stars aligned and I'm forever grateful but uh, when I uh, went uh, back to Bergdorf's. I started at Bergdorf's with Versace for four years and then I was transferred to the Fifth Avenue flagship store. But um, uh, after I, I, I quit my job and because I could not take it any longer, it was too painful, I had to, I had to go somewhere. I was lost. Where would you go after the Versace experience and the highlights? <laughs> Where would you go? Obviously, I chose Bergdorf's because it's, it's, it's another fashion highlight and uh, I've had some amazing years while I was working there, the first four years of uh, Versace. And I went back to my beloved Bergdorf's. It is still my beloved Bergdorf's. <laughs> and I love it. I love that store, which is on Fifth Avenue. For those of you who are not familiar with this store, on Fifth Avenue and uh, 57th Street, between 57 and 58th Street, on uh, both sides of the street. The east side is the men's, the west side is the women's, which is an amazing fashion experience. So if you are uh, not from New York City or if you are living in New York City and you're not uh, fashioning visiting uh, Bergdorf Goodman you must you must you must it's out of this world an experience and uh, this is where I was uh, in the year 2000 and um, I was in a transitional period uh, trying to replicate my Versace experience but, but nothing could replicate the Versace experience and then September 11th happened and guess what, it was a very dark period for uh, all of us New Yorkers and for me it was very painful. So for me to soothe the pain, I created a jewelry for myself, art my darlings. So. It was an artistic expression so that I found it to be very soothing to my soul so this is how my jewelry started so it started in the beginning of 2000 so going back to what I was saying it's now 2023 I have been doing jewelry uh, a little bit over uh, 20 years maybe 21 years because I started creating right after September 11th just for myself the story goes <laughs> I just wanted to amuse myself and I loved vintage even then even though I did have a wardrobe from Gucci and I was working at Gucci uh, temporarily uh, while I was trying to figure things out and, and Roberto Cavalli and Chloe so I did have a, I was lucky enough to get uh, beautiful clothes uh, um, as a wardrobe and uh, not uh, a lot of pieces, but I had plenty. <coughs> Furthermore, I was making good money, so I would buy all the clothing that I wanted from the Chanel's to Gucci's to what else I was buying at the time. Amazing pairs of shoes, Prada. Mostly Gucci and Chanel, I was into that. So, I'm derailing, but in any case, the reason I'm telling you is because I, I loved always, always, always vintage. Even before it was in style as it is now, okay? Uh, I absolutely adored vintage pieces, so on my days off, I was 
I would uh, frequent the flea markets and the designer resale stores downtown and I would buy jewelry uh, and uh, I would make them my own by, by mixing them up and uh, adding pieces, uh, create my own combination and this is how Susanna Galani's um, jewelry started. Uh, the name of my company was Turn Vintage, obviously, because uh, I was turning things vintage into statement jewelry. And at the same time, coincidentally, uh, the whole uh, trend started with um, statement necklaces in the early 2000s and I was at the right place or I picked it because I'm an empath so and I'm creative so I pick trends even before they come sometimes uh, it's a long story but sometimes I would pick up things and I would do in my collection and I, I would see major houses doing it at the same time and it was something new and I'm like where, where, where would I be inspired I haven't seen it anywhere it was just in the air in the ether so overall the creative people this is how they pick up stuff trends energies energetic vibes etc 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 so I picked it up and then I, I delivered it and it was great timing and the rest is history I left I left <laughs> it was scary when I left my job and my security and my discount and the fashion world uh, of Bergdorf Gutmann and all the glitz and the glamour and the bougie <laughs> uh, lifestyle and of course I still had the same but uh, it was I was on my own so um, I had uh, the support of a friend of mine actually my, my boyfriend at the time also he was a great inspiration he, he was in the fashion world and he um, kind of pushed me he said you can do it and just do it <laughs> he was a very assertive man <laughs> having his own uh, foodware company but very assertive so a friend of mine also, who was a very spiritual person, uh, she said, you can do it, just let it go, let God um, help you, just have faith. So I did it, I was lucky. So I did it and I did the jewelry. Okay, so the jewelry became my trademark and uh, speaking about uh, taking the leap of faith uh, and flying into the unknown, uh, guess what my inspirational uh, totem, totem um, uh, I would say animal? Bird was, a <laughs> bird. <laughs> I was inspired by birds and the signature piece, of course, I, the signature, what is defining me as a designer in jewelry was jewelry uh, made of birds. I use the bird symbolism. And right now, as I'm evolving into art, I also use a lot of birds because I like the freedom, the liberty, the independence, the flying high next to the creator and next to the light. It's all, a, it's all very spiritual as well. So, so definitely at that point, uh, I started creating and, and then everybody went crazy about it, including some famous celebrities and famous stylists and even uh, editorials in magazines. And, uh, and, and, and it was, I was in heaven. 
I was in real heaven. Um, and uh, this is how I started my jewelry and uh, I was very grateful, but my spirituality also helped me to, to be in that heavenly uh, state of mind and vibration regarding my jewelry in general, my life as well, but my jewelry was really, really, really uh, my life. Before it was Versace, my life. <laughs> this is how intense I was involved in fashion. Um, I had no social life. <laughs> I only had a boyfriend that he was living in uh, Boca Raton, Florida, and I would see him back and forth for eight years, for all those eight years. But um, everything else was fashion. <laughs> the fashion world and me being immersed and uh, participating and rejoicing being there. And afterwards, obviously, it was my jewelry. And I loved it. So part of these pieces, because I did have a lot of pieces that I didn't want to, to release because they were kind of like my babies. I loved them so much and uh, I considered them a, world, uh, a work of art, as did my clients as well. The people who wore my jewelry and still wear my jewelry, they appreciated the artistic uh, aspect of the jewelry. It was not commercial. It was not... Uh, uh, machine made it was all handcrafted and hand selected and they had stories the collection and uh, you felt that um, you still do <laughs> uh, you felt but i'm talking about those old elder um, older pieces because i'm going to tell you why i'm so excited because anyway i'm coming back to those so everybody appreciated the the pieces and my clients were really very excited to own my pieces so I did not do this for money because I was kind of uh, an art artist and I wanted to express myself artistically I never seeked to to make this a huge commercial success although in the back of my mind I always had the Susanna Galani's platform, The Age of Gods, which would have been a more um, commercial platform, although not quite, because it would still have the artistic slash spirituality aspect and uh, the aspect of a community and uh, an art scene and uh, maybe a gallery, a studio. But at that time, I was just doing it and uh, because it's not easy to have your own label and to create and be up there and compete with the Chanel's and uh, all the uh, established designers, um, it was not easy. And I was kind of competing with uh, the same uh, luxury client. And yes, my clients, and I was one of them, they would buy designer uh, and they would appreciate it as I did being in that luxury world that I was for many years of course I was a huge fashionista I still am and uh, still I appreciated my own uh, uh, designs I was kind of like the news of the collection because I did whatever I wanted to wear and I just didn't have it elsewhere so this is how I started creating because I started creating for myself and everybody wanted to have uh, which was a very lucky thing, I suppose, because if it was not for that, I wouldn't have been a jewelry designer. Maybe I would have been working for Gucci or another company similar to Versace, but uh, 
it was uh, a twist and uh, uh, a happy surprise and uh, I didn't plan to, to do that. I, I loved Versace and I loved the high-end luxury world of designer world and uh, this is what I wanted but the jewelry just took me by surprise and uh, I was so delighted to create it. So. At that time, uh, my whole life, uh, I, I had broken up with my boyfriend uh, after eight years, uh, and I, I was concentrated on my jewelry. Nothing really gave me so much happiness or excitement or pleasure than just creating, creating nonstop. And those were my best years of the collection. Of course, there were always new collections, but it took a lot out of me to create. They were like my babies, like giving birth to babies. <laughs> my creations were my, my, my contribution to the, to the world of um, beauty and light and uh, enlightenment and uh, happiness and joy, like children do. <laughs> my children were my jewelry pieces. So in any case, I did not want to sell them. I was not pushing them. I did not want to make a huge commercial success. I wanted to be a collector piece, a piece of joy, a spiritual thing, something that will uplift you, enlighten your spirit, refine your spirit in a very classic, elegant manner, inspired by history, my ancient ancestors. I was born in Macedon, Greece, and uh, studied, grew up in New York City, Manhattan, and I studied here at FIT. And um, I was just, I wanted to be, I wanted to be in this world and um, just create. I was not really um, doing this for commercial success, which was. The disappointment of my parents because they wanted to see success, commercial success. And um, but I was happy. I was happy, and I still am. Some of the pieces I kept because I wanted to release them at uh, another time when they would be more appreciated. Or I just felt instinctually not to do it as of yet. So I kept them. So recently, I reconnected with one of my accounts that I, I sold um, in Southampton and in the Hamptons in general. She has four stores, I believe, or five stores in, in the Southampton area. And then um, a store here on the Upper East Side on Madison Avenue. The name is Colette, uh, Colette NYC. And she has the most incredible taste of, uh, um, she actually has like a lifestyle situation. I met her because years ago, this is how I started working with her, when I was buying uh, clothes, uh, designer resale clothes in the Hamptons. And uh, because I, I, I loved what she was selling and they reminded me so much with, uh, my, my Bergdorf days and my Versace days and I saw some of the same pieces that I was selling and I was uh, styling uh, and I was working with these collections and here they were uh, a few years later, maybe 10 years later or so and uh, here was uh, I uh, immersing myself and being so exciting uh, with the connecting uh, with uh, those earlier days of fashion and of course I wanted 
to have some of these pieces because I had uh, memories around collections and uh, I really went overboard with buying which um, I haven't stopped <laughs> so I love I love vintage and uh, designer um, before even the whole resale thing started happening because it started happening in the last five years or so that was buying like 10 years ago so anyway so my uh, passion uh, my obsession with Colette uh, it was love at first sight because of the aesthetic that the stores have and uh, also they have uh, they have a designer resale but also have an, an incredible amount massive amount of home furnishing so it's not it's more of a home furnishing aesthetic uh, a lifestyle aesthetic but uh, very curated very eclectic very 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 upscale a lot of designers are shopping there and a lot of uh, industry professionals like uh, interior designers and stylists and uh, high-end clients i remember some of my clients that i had at uh, the Versace and uh, Bergdorf days, I would see them there buying designer resale as well because all of us, we knew, we were obsessed with fashion. So, so what can I say? I'm so uh, excited that I was, although I was given uh, Colette um, like three, four years ago pieces to sell in the Hampton store, but here in New York, I, um, I did not have an account uh, because I have taken uh, some, a, bra a break for uh, the last uh, four years or so, and I was selling only privately. I didn't even update my, my website. I'm working on it now. I let my website go. I just wanted to rebrand and uh, do uh, a new platform with uh, art and uh, styling and photography and uh, a lifestyle, uh, style influencing all these spirituality the podcast which is uh, the platform that i always wanted to do and i'm now doing it i just started but in the meantime um, it just so happened that uh, i i created uh, an account here on the uh, upper east side college which is uh, between uh, 93rd and 94th streets and madison avenue so a lot of my pieces are there and I'm very, very excited because even though I wanted to do it, I was not pushing it, but it just happened so organically and uh, it, it, it's, it's the right thing to do. I felt it was uh, the good time for me to just reintroduce those pieces and to give them to people who really, really appreciate the aesthetic, the design, the art behind my pieces and um, I'm very very excited so I'm in a good mood yes so fashionably speaking I started the season season six uh, at my fashion uh, the love stories the podcast uh, last week um, and I introduced you uh, Lily Pulitzer's story in two segments, episode one and episode two. It was extremely uh, inspirational for me, her story and the content that I was able to discover and uh, learn and uh, research all this information that came to me. It was 
beautiful and it was extremely the right timing for her to be an inspiration for me to create this uh, platform that I want to do. Uh, I believe that, uh, that's why I'm so spiritual because I believe your energy is attracting the right energy. I started the new year just having fun, just focusing on enjoying and being so grateful and being so joyful and just do the things that give me joy. And although I had so much work to do, so many plans, so much um, with my jewelry, with my uh, new collection, and which I already designed, and um, the new plans and uh, new goals, new year 2023. Okay, let's start it now. The COVID days are over. No more excuses for me. I just felt this is when I should do it. The whole Susanna Galani's Age of Gods platform with all the studio and uh, the things that I explained to you. I, I kind of like was not <laughs> and it was difficult for me but uh, I was doing a lot of research for my podcast and all these uh, self-help and uh, something was kind of like uh, inside uh, fighting me to do it and not do it but I had to go deeper inside spiritually <clears throat> excuse me um, to to figure things out and help to help myself and to discover myself and life in general further Okay, so I did that, uh, even though it was not in my goals, it was not in my plans, but instinctually speaking, something was driving me to go there, go within more and more and more. So a lot of the uh, season five episode, it, it, it was all about, it was all about up-leveling and uh, rediscovering and rebranding yourself and all that. So I did it, I did a lot of work and I'm so glad that I did it because at the time, um, uh, I was uh, directed by my, my research and my instinct to just follow my bliss and follow my joy and, ju and do joyful things. Things that just give me a joy. Being cooped up in New York City, in Manhattan, uh, in the dark gray uh, days of uh, winter, although it was not extremely cold, but it was gray, lonely and uneventful. Nothing was really happening except me going within. Maybe it was my desire to be there in that place in order for me to be pushed to discover things, new ways of existence and new ways of dealing and uh, uh, creating myself and uh, recreating myself and handling different situations and learning how to, to handle certain things and learning some very important lessons. Uh, for example, to just do everything and focus only on the joy, not anything else, not your goals, not uh, art. For, I would do art as I liked, on and off. And I did, um, I just went with the flow and I just followed and I did uh, only what was giving me joy. For example, I would take some beautiful flowers in the middle of the winter and I would photograph them and I would uh, bring joy and and excitement into my apartment and create beautiful photographs photographing the flowers and just creating a content just following my soul and my heart with pure joy and guess what this joy delivered 
whatever you feel you attract so coming back to my current uh, situation which i'm in a good place i did a lot of pieces of art i opened up this new account here in the city with the jewelry without me really really trying i created a lot of content that helps me towards my goal of the platform platform that I would like to create in the near future and I'm having a good relationship with my friends, good relationship with my family, my mother. It was just a beautiful discovery and focusing on joy and following your heart I found to be a tremendous lesson that I learned and I just go with the flow and just be because I always uh, had um, the intention and the desire to do more and more and more and I was always stressed and there was uh, nothing was good enough and what am I doing uh, sometimes I would feel like a loser why you could be doing more why are you not doing more and then I realized my purpose in life is to just be blissful to be happy to have joy for myself Okay, focus on the self first, and then because I always felt I shouldn't be focusing on myself, I felt uh, this is too uh, selfish, self-centered. But no, because the more joy you give to yourself, the more love you give to yourself, the more uh, you have to share. Because I notice some of the people that, for example, in my social media. I find a lot of people just uh, they're so hard to give even a like or a compliment. I know they follow me and I know they they love me and I know they 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 get inspired by me because I see them doing things that I have done. But a lot of times they just don't say it. They just and I figured, you know, it's okay. Uh, I, I realize a lot of people don't have a lot to give. And that's another lesson that I learned. Fill your container, your vessel, your body, your soul, which is your vessel, with joy. Never mind others, just heal yourself first and then you can heal and whatever spills out you can share it with others because if you do not have anything to anything inside you, you have nothing to give to others. So who benefits when you don't fill your vessel with joy and beautiful vibrations, health, excitement, love, beauty, light, glitter, in general, high vibrations. So yes, it's very, very important. I learned that lesson, but for real, because a lot of times when I do research, I say, oh, that sounds good. I'm going to do that. But deep down, uh, I would forget. Let's say I did a podcast about uh, fulfillment and self-help and I have so much so much please check my first five season if you are interested in um, self-healing fashion and uh, spirituality and uh, getting from a lower vibration to a high vibration I have so much content I basically did it for me because I wanted to help myself to understand and I wanted to repeat it until it really, really soaks in. So yes, I'm in that place right now where I can give to others because I have given so much to myself. 
unapologetically speaking, I have given so much to myself, but now I am in a place where I can give others, and this is ideally my desire. But before I couldn't do that, it was my desire, but I was unable because I was not full inside with healing, with uh, wisdom, uh, self-care, self-realization, self-love, optimism, mind control, not focusing on the negative. Okay, so it was hard. I found out that uh, repetition really helped me. So right now I'm in a good place and I feel, uh, instinctually speaking, this is the right time to, to create a new chapter of my life. And of course that will include uh, the business platform that I wanted. Uh, and of course it will include everything that I have mentioned earlier. So I'm very, very excited. Um, I'm going to be visiting my school, Fashion Institute of Technology tomorrow because there is an exhibition that I wanted to see about Elsa Peretti. No, it's not Elsa Peretti. Uh, it's not Elsa Peretti. Another one, I forgot completely. So, hold on, I have to check my social media. Um, Elsa Schiaparelli. So, she's really an amazing, creative, European designer from Italy. I have done, I believe, two episodes, maybe season three or season four. Please go back and, and uh, listen to my podcast because I went in depth about her contribution and her style and her in general aesthetic. And uh, although I was not planning to do her again, I am going to continue uh, giving you some information about her after I finish uh, with my visit tomorrow to FIT because I just uh, got a notification today about this exhibition and I believe this exhibition also um, introduces us to the interiors of the designer, not only the fashion, and this is matching my vibration. Vibrationally speaking, this is where I am these days, not only fashionably speaking, but uh, interior decoration speaking. I would like uh, the atmosphere, my atmosphere, my life, my home to have a reflection and uh, to be part of my extension of my aesthetic. And that's why I am focusing a lot on um, uh, my art because I want uh, those vibrations that the jewelry carried to be transferred uh, further out to my house and uh, my apartment and my home and uh, to just uh, have a nice uh, beautiful uh, cocoon the life that I want with the, vi the vibrations that I want because um, we have to create and learn we have to create no one is going to do it for us if we are unhappy if we're not inspired we have to inspire ourselves uh, and if we can't let's say we don't have the talent we can promote designers and um, buy something from a designer and just be mindful but this designer for myself for example myself they do a lot with the intention of giving you joy just remember that 
remember to control your environment to control your vibrations control your colors use flowers for example or art or um, even fashion you can just hang one beautiful dress on the wall um, the, your interiors matter your home matters your it's part of you what surrounds you, your surroundings are, it's part of you and you can be uh, infected or affected, okay, depending on the beauty or the lack of beauty, depending on the cleansiness or lack of cleansiness. So our environments, the colors, the uh, decorative items, uh, the comfort we have, the vibrations that we have, affects our own existence and um, it becomes, it, it gets amplified. If you have something fun, for example, it gives you so much joy, so that joy attracts more joy and so on and so on. So, yes, this is what I wanted to tell you this story today and to update you what is going on. Uh, I'm going to label this. Uh, episode uh, Susanna Galani's studio and it will explain obviously uh, my my dreams my aspirations and my plans going forward and my state of mind uh, because my studio is also part of me my life is also part of me my extension my life my, my, my deeds my 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 goals my my actions my whatever I do it's just I wanted to upgrade everything, me, my surroundings, my art, my business, my friends, my dreams, my experiences, and um, it can be done so easily once you match those vibrations. Energetically speaking, you can be anywhere you want, okay? You can be anything you want and start acting like it. It's very, very important. So even if you feel that it's not going to happen, even if you feel optimistic, switch it. Uh, not opti- If you feel not optimistic, switch it and, and be optimistic and have the faith. Take the leap of faith like my friend told me when I, I did my business initially, my jewelry business. Take the leap of faith. That friend was very, very spiritual and older than me. So uh, she has been there and really she was in a good place to give right advice and wisdom. Take the faith, the leap of faith. Have faith. So even if you are not feeling that you can achieve or just just have faith that you can do it with the grace of the divine allow the divine to interfere and to guide you so there is no excuse even if you can't do it somebody is going to assist you the right help is going to come in the right connection the right um, money the right job but if you stay on the negative, nothing is good. Nothing good will come out of this. So definitely stay on the positive. Um, seek joy. You can do that, right? Seek joy. You can buy a bouquet of flowers. That will give you so much joy. Okay. Anything. Your favorite perfume. Your favorite 
poster, your favorite conversation with your favorite friend, your favorite soup. I made the most amazing soup today, by the way. I'm going to tell you the recipe and then I'm going to let it go. <laughs> and the podcast here. Yeah. And I'm going to connect, I'm going to connect with you um, at the end of this episode tomorrow to tell you my experience at FIT, okay? Uh, the Schiaparelli experience and what I learned. But that will happen tomorrow. So, the soup that I've made today, it is leek, potato, squash, thyme, onion, all sautéed with olive oil, salt and white pepper, a little bit of paprika, and I um, have um, a pressure cooker that I did for 20 minutes, and then... After the 20 minutes, I hand blended everything and it became very velvety. And then, just for fun, I tossed in a couple of uh, squares of butter because I needed it. My body was craving butter or fat. It's winter after all in New York City. So, it became the most amazing gourmet velvety beautiful soup that I've had in, in I don't think I've had soup like that and it all took a little joy a little good intention a little bit of playfulness a little bit of not putting, putting too many restrictions on yourself not following any rules any just just follow your instincts and just do it and then it happened the most beautiful soup I'm gonna have it for dinner as well and maybe for lunch tomorrow so my darlings, I'm going to leave you here and I will uh, continue uh, with the second part tomorrow. And here, my darlings, is where I'm inserting a beautiful advertisement that has information that may help you. Check it out. I'm back, my darlings. It's now a few days late, that it's actually the end of the week. It is Friday night, uh, 6.15 in the evening, and um, I just finished the whole day with um, getting together my art, working on some uh, stories, artistically speaking, uh, because I would like to create um, a theme when I do a series of drawings or paintings and uh, they all have like a story to say and they're numbered and uh, that's how I do the art these days so it could be a four piece uh, story it could be a 20 piece story uh, depending on my inspiration and uh, my energy at the moment and uh, uh, whatever inspires me and it comes out from me naturally uh, it goes on paper and uh, the expression is there, the storytelling is there, the labeling, the, the numbers and all these. So yes, I have been working on some uh, gardening themes and some beautiful 
um, stories about gardens and flowers and of course birds which is uh, my symbol in the jewelry and in the art as well and uh, I have had um, a couple of stories that I created this week um, and it's all good now I'm having a glass of rosé and I'm chilling and uh, I'm continuing with this uh, podcasting business <laughs> so yesterday uh, I went to FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology, Institute of Technology, I'm sorry, Fashion Institute of Technology, which is my school, this is a college that I went to, and uh, I was just telling you about uh, this exhibition that they had, and uh, something inspired me when I saw it, and I visited the school yesterday. They have an exhibition called Designing Women, Fashion Creators and Their Interiors. Now, being that uh, I am doing art these days of course I'm fascinated with interiors and uh, there is something that uh, is really um, a nice it's a very important interest of mine to have the interiors of the the house and uh, to express yourself and your surroundings accordingly according to your personality and your desires and your artistic expression Yes, definitely, I'm very much interested. So, as far as fashion is concerned, of course, I'm very interested. And um, history, of course, the history of fashion as well, I'm very interested. Visiting my school, of course, I'm very interested because I've spent there seven years. And, of course, my, my late father used to work around. He used to have a showroom on 29th Street, a, a block away from FIT. And... Uh, It's a very sentimental place for me. This is in Chelsea, New York, for those who are not familiar um, about FIT, the location in New York City. It is um, in the area around 27th Street, uh, between 7th and uh, going towards the 8th Avenue. And and my father used to be on 29th Street, uh, two blocks away. So he used to have a showroom there for like uh, 20 years. Uh, first, so I used to go there and hang out, and uh, I almost visited his place, uh, the building, uh, which of course it's not happening anymore. It's a residential place, very high end, and um, but it was too emotional for me, too too painful to revisit. Uh, so yeah, I didn't go there. However, I went to the museum, the Custom Institute of FIT. Uh, looking forward to see the Elsa Schiaparelli image, the image that uh, interested me uh, to begin with uh, and, and inspired me to go and visit FIT. It's been a while since I've been there, but it felt like it was yesterday. The school, to me, hasn't changed at all, so I felt like a student and it was a good thing. Because I'm young at heart and I always like to learn and uh, yes, I will, always, I will always be a student. Going back to the, to the exhibition, so Schiaparelli, they showed um, her, uh, one of her images, which is a dressing gown. I'm into dressing gowns these days. I think it's very grown up and very sophisticated. Um, a gown that uh, you wear after you take a shower or before you go to bed and uh, you know you still have your makeup on or while you do your makeup and it's gorgeous and it's silky and it's elegant and it's and it's feminine and um, I like that I never I never had I did have 
uh, robes. I usually used to have uh, a, a towel uh, robe, like um, a terry cloth, terry cloth robe, like uh, white. For years and years, that was my robe to 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 have. Okay, and I have plenty of those. And however, now I'm leveling a little bit because I'm becoming a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> I would say a little bit more uh, fashion. Uh, savvy and I see a lot of these women the more uh, upscale and some of my style influencers that I'm inspired these days I don't know I needed the inspiration uh, I guess the winter and the lockdown for the last three years just uh, kept me back a little bit uh, fashionably speaking however some of my favorite inspirators and um, and influencers uh, have been uh, seen with um, dressing gowns, beautiful silk, ladylike, elegant, sophisticated. So this year I ordered three in the winter time. I was very much inspired and I was into this look, the silk dressing gowns or um, uh, lounge, lounge wear, which I feel they are very sophisticated and I enjoy them so much. And I was telling my mom, how come I never, I never had this before? And my mother is saying, I told you so, you should get one. All, all women have that. And I'm like, no, 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 I used to have my terry cloth. But now, now, yes, you're right. <laughs> my mother was right. She was suggesting that I have that a lot earlier. But anyway, I got I got the dressing gowns and I was very happy. So when I saw the Elsa Schiaparelli dressing gown, it had the beautiful butterflies, which I love butterflies anyway, silk, um, beautiful 1930s style um, that FIT sent me in one of the emails that I received on social media. I was fascinated. Uh, the exhibition, however, it was not only fashion, it was also the interiors of the designers that uh, I was, like I said to you earlier, these days I'm very, very much, I was always interested in the interiors and interior decorating, but now I'm even more so because I'm doing the art. So I'm really fascinated, especially I'm going a little bit more upscale also with the interiors. I was doing my apartment this year, earlier this year, I started doing a lot more stuff, up leveling and making different changes because I'm growing. Um, so I was looking forward to see the interiors of uh, the designers. So when I was there, I was a little bit disappointed because it was not a lot and it was only a photograph. So yes, they did have a robe, dressing gown from Elsa Schiaparelli and they had a photograph of her house or her living room. Uh, so they had a selection of designers. It was poor. I, I was expecting to see something more grande. Similar to the exhibition that you see at the MED, the Custom Institute, but I was disappointed. I haven't been to FIT in a long time. So um, regarding Elsa Schiaparelli, they showed her apartment, which was interesting, a color photograph, very poor photograph also, and kind of small. I would have appreciated a little bit bigger scale, maybe uh, a projection of the photographs behind, uh, because there is definitely space. But no, it was a poor uh, photograph and some information about the designer. And also they had another uh, photograph of her, uh, sh showroom or, or, or boutique on the, um, 
Paris, the Parisian boutique that she had in the 1930s, um, um, the couture boutique that she had uh, in the Paris Vendôme couture house, uh, as I said, uh, they had a. Um, she was known for that, which uh, was not my style, but. And I, did, I didn't like it as much. <laughs> she was known for um, a bird cage that she had in the in the boutique, and it was a symbol of confinement. And I don't know why she would glamorize confinement. I don't know why. Uh, to me, because I like birds and freedom and all that, I'm against <laughs> bird cages. So that was a little bit of a turn off, and uh, that is. Um, the story about my visit to FIT regarding the SS Caparelli decor, it was nothing to be said further. However, I there were a list of other designers and they had one designer, one dress or an outfit and one little image of that designer uh, of their interior, which again, it was poor. However, I was inspired to um, speak about three other designers which I kind of like and uh, I'm maybe doing their life stories and more information about their creative contribution in the fashion industry uh, uh, during this season. Uh, one of them is Caroline Rome, uh, which is a designer of the 1990s. She's no longer designing, um, although I do uh, like her interiors very, very much, but there was nothing there. Uh, however, I did like the dress that they had. It was a gorgeous gold dress uh, with a cap sleeve, short cap sleeve, round neckline, fitted with a poof bottom skirt and then it had a sash for a belt with a beautiful gold rose and I love roses and flowers and all that and uh, it was a light uh, kind of like antique gold uh, mid calf length uh, dress and I, I liked it very much and uh, I, I, I will do um, a, a story about her and the other two designers that I saw and I was reminded to, to, to do something because they, they are still happening as far as their houses are happening. Uh, they're no longer in life, uh, alive. So one of them is Jean Lavon uh, from the 1920s and the other was uh, Madeleine Vionnet from the 1930s. Oh, no, 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 also 1920s. So the Vionnet house uh, and uh, the Lavan house I would like to do, and uh, it's still happening. And uh, the Caroline Rome, which is not happening, but uh, she was for a while hot in the 1990s, and uh, she was an interesting personality, and I don't know why she did not uh, continue with her design. She, she, she could have been a major powerhouse today because she's still alive, and... Uh, I don't know why she gave up um, the business and her label and now she's doing uh, books and interiors. Uh, she's very affluent and I don't think she needs the money. However, I don't know why. I, maybe she got tired. Maybe she lost inspiration. Maybe something else happened. I don't know. But uh, anyway, she was very popular for a while. So, so that's it. Uh, so the other thing that I did today is uh, I received a book. Um, I did uh, the last two episodes, episode one and two of season six, on the designer uh, Lily Pulitzer, and uh, today I received a book that I ordered. Uh, I ordered actually three books of this designer because I loved her style, her cheerful um, 
expression and artistic uh, artistic expression it's very happy and cheerful and uh, uh, the book is called uh, Lily a guide to a colorful holiday so by Lily Pulitzer uh, and it is an inspiration of how to entertain and uh, have parties because she was very much in- into partying and getting people together and having fun and I like to do that so I got the book and she has different holidays that she was celebrating like uh, birthdays, Mother's Days, Valentine's, uh, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, uh, whatever uh, and other holidays so I believe that uh, it's nice to celebrate and to have your special holidays to uh, to create parties and get people together so I have a couple of things coming up I have my mother's birthday I have uh, Easter coming up I have uh, a celebration of our family moving to the United States for 50 years now it's going to be the 50 year anniversary when my father moved away from Greece and, and my parents moved away and um, um I would like to do a Thanksgiving uh, service at the church of gratitude and uh, include my father who is diseased and uh, have like a prayer, ask the priest to to create a server, a a ceremony around that, celebrating the 50th anniversary and also celebrating that day, which is April 12th. And... um, that's it. We have the uh, Greek Orthodox Easter, and uh, of course, my birthday, my brother's birthday is in uh, April, um, April 30th, and my my birthday is May 25th. And um, I think we have a lot of things happening in the family. And uh, yes, and then we're getting ready to go to Greece for a family wedding in the Greek islands. So it's going to be exciting. So a lot of family gathering, a lot of celebrations. So. Yes, definitely. I'm into celebrating these days. I'm in a celebratory mood. And uh, of course, Lily Pulitzer's influence as far as uh, how to create a great party and entertain uh, people and have fun uh, is going to be very inspirational, very, very inspirational. So I'm going to end the podcast here. I'm going to... um, Uh, say thank you to you for listening to this podcast and I cannot wait to to figure out which which is going to be the next podcast. I haven't yet decided. uh, There are several um, topics that I'm interested in, but I'm sure um, it's going to be fascinating and exciting and uh, upbeat and uh, it's going to be happening every week. Uh, At the end of the week, uh, I will be more consistent. Sometimes I do more than one uh, per week episode. Sometimes I do every two, three weeks. Uh, But now in season six, my intention to be more consistent is going to be very prevalent and I will try to stick to my intention and uh, be more reliable and upload a an episode uh, towards the end of the week around Friday or Saturday every single week so that's it so I love you and thank you for listening to me bye bye